What's up, good people? This is your girl, Brittany Nicole, pushing through with the third episode of Misunderstood, titled George Floyd. Um, Heavy on the pushing through because, as you know, um, in the black community, or not just the black community, um, everywhere our hearts are um, heavy with the loss of another brother within a week or a month um, from Ahmaud Arbery to Brianna, um, forgive me, I forget her last name, and now um, George Floyd. He was recently murdered in Minneapolis in broad daylight um, by four police officers, not one. And um, I'm not sure if this makes it worse, if this one is worse than the others, but the fact that we have everything on video as we did with Ahmaud Arbery's murder, um, it just makes it, it's taunting, honestly, and um, hard to watch for me. I have not, I didn't watch the whole thing with Ahmad, and I did not watch the whole thing with George because um, just for me, I, I just, my heart can't take the sight of those things. Um, it's bad enough that it's happened so frequently um, within a, a small amount of time. Um, so... Um, I know that, you know, right now they have protests going on in Minneapolis and, um, that's all good. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure what it'll bring. We never know. I mean, but, and I know people get tired of the same, us having to do the same things when things like this happen. But, I mean, I know these things, trying to, you know, get these people held accountable, these animals, because they're not people held accountable for their actions. I know that it is a process. Um, And we just have to push and um, keep doing what we do whenever this happens. Um, One person that I'll follow, that I think everybody follows, or if you don't, you should, of course, you probably know Sean King on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. He um, He's pretty much an activist and he goes lengths and lengths to get these animals held accountable for what they do to us. And sometimes not just us, just people, period. Because you can't, they can't keep getting away with doing what they do and I know people are tired or tired of hearing about it and tired of um hearing about you know they're getting tired of the the marching and the protesting and they say that it doesn't do anything that's because we stop like if we keep okay so I wanted to touch on um two other incidents that has have happened in the past week <laughs> And just just this week, along with George Floyd, 
um, you had a guy um, who was calling the police on black men who didn't look like they had a lease to be in the office building that they were um, um, in. I think they were at the gym of the building. And, you know, they didn't look like, even though all of them, including the white guy, had on clothing fitting for a gym, um, we all know what he meant by they didn't look like they had a lease in that building. And he was most definitely talking about their skin tone. And so, um, so yeah, so they recorded him and, you know, um, I've been... It's been updated now that he was, he has been released from his lease in that office. So he no longer is occupying an office in that building anymore because of what he did. Another one, um, Amy Cooper, better known as Karen, um, falsifying a 911 report um, on. Um, a black male, I think his name was Christian. I'm not sure of his last name. Um, but she was literally, I'm sure you all have seen it. She was literally on the phone. Um, and she was so busy on the phone lying about being assaulted by this man that she was choking the living shit out of her dog. Now, I don't know if she was doing that so that on the 911 call where it is recorded that it appears that she's in a scuffle or she's struggling and her dog is struggling. I don't know if that's why she was doing that, but the dog was freaking, listen, the dog had to, had got to a point where he was like, you know, I got to make some noise because this bitch is about to kill me. And it's really sad. Like, um, you know, she, and, and whole time, the whole time, the Christian guy, he's recording this. So it's like you're sitting on the phone lying, saying that an African-American man is assaulting you and your dog. And he has the camera recording you tell a lie. And she's steady. She's steady going. So it's like, you know, I'm just I'm so over it. Um, but what I have, what I have noticed is back to me saying that I know that people are tired of the marching and the protesting because they feel it gets us nowhere. I feel like it gets us nowhere because we don't go nowhere else with it, but that we go out and we protest and we march and we say no justice, no peace. And then after a couple of days, it's over with, but I feel like. Um, and when I say this, I'm speaking directly to my people. And that is because I honestly get tired of, of, of what I was going to say is I feel like, you know, okay. So when we come to, when, when someone of another, um, race does something to one of us, we come together, we blast them, we put all of their information out there and they get fired or they lose things. They ruin their own lives. Like we, we, they ruin their own lives. We just, um, 
contributed to them to be contributed to it because I feel like if you're doing things like that and you're being recorded you don't care about your life you don't care about anything that you have so we're gonna help you lose it all like you don't deserve it you're an animal you're scum so and when we come together just just with that guy um that I just mentioned that called the police on the black man in the building within the same day well I'm actually not sure if if that happened today. However, whenever it happened, it, it had to have happened like yesterday or today. Either way, he they took action quickly with that, as they usually do, you know, people, because, of course, it's bad business for them. So when we come together and expose these people, these animals, for their racist antics, something gets done something gets done so i feel like when things happen when we're united when we're no longer united nothing happens we don't expect anything to happen because it's not we have to be united on a consistent basis in order to see real change we can't just be united for a week be mad and angry and together for a week and then the next week we're back to the same bullshit that we were on before all of this happened, which was tearing each other down, not uplifting one another, not stick, sticking together. And I just want to say, like, I love my people, but we we got to fit some shit with us. Like, it's not cool to me that we do all of this and I know I'll probably get some flat for it, but it has to be said. And I told you that it, I'm going to be speaking real shit on here. So like I was saying, like, we have to stop with how we do one another. Like, it's not, I, I hate to see it. Like, I hate that they do it to us, but I hate even more that because it's something that can be expected of the people like that. Like, it's almost like expected because of history, right? So I feel like, why why do we do it too? Like, what is your reasoning for doing it? We know why they do it, but why do you do it too? We're in the same class. We go through the same things. We've experienced the same things. Like, why do we, why are we super hard on each other just as they are? Like, I feel like if we come together and don't just come together for a little bit, come together and stay together, like stick, like Gorilla Glue, you won't have to worry about, oh, well, I don't want to see them just um, arrest, firing them is not enough. Arresting them is not enough. We need convictions. Yeah, we do need convictions, but we do, we need to stay, we need to stay together all the way through. And when it's done, still stay together. That's how we need to be. So, you know, black people just got to realize that we have to realize that there's not going to be the change you want to be the change that you want to see. Like you see that everywhere. You see it in memes. You see people reposting, sharing. You see it in bios. But it's not you. you it's not being. Um, 
you're not taking advantage of that phrase. Like we don't take advantage of it. We, we aren't utilizing that phrase. You have to, we have to be the change that we want to see. I guarantee you, I, then this is my opinion. If we come together and stop all the bullshit, the, what y'all would call entertaining I guess the shade room is entertaining in some ways, but for the most, I I really hate that they're entertaining with entertainment. For me, them posting things, posting people, posting people's children, just posting shit that doesn't matter, that divides us, gives people the opportunity to degrade and devalue other black people no matter what they've done who cares that's not the most important thing we have going on right now Ahmad, Brianna and George are the three most important recent things that we have going on right now and that should be our focus not all of this other bullshit pinning each other pinning us against one another like that's not and I feel like that platform is really toxic and posting a little godly quote here and a little affirmation there is not that that doesn't suffice for me um it's because it's not you there it doesn't make it we don't need a balance that's that's not a balance to me I mean it just keeps us down it just keeps us way down um and it's like we only come together and agree when it's convenient for for us but i feel like um we got to do better with that um this um episode was is specifically for um what's going on right now um I hope you guys are, I mean, we're still going through COVID, even though things are opening up. Cities are, governors are opening their cities back up um, and and plan to soon. I mean, I don't know, honestly. Me and mine are still going to be doing what we've been. I mean, if you want to be honest, I've always been in quarantine. I I don't get out much, so and I don't have a lot of friends, so um, I've always this is not anything new to me. I mean, but like other people have said, it's it's better when you have the choice of staying in. It, it really do hit hit you when you realize, like, damn, I don't have a choice to whether you know to decide if I want to go out or not. So that's pretty much where I'm at with it. But for the most part, it's not that bad. I'm trying to stay creative. I'm trying to stay busy. Um, I think it's a little worse since my husband is gone. Um, Because at least if, you know, he would be gone and we weren't dealing with COVID, you know, me and my baby, we'd be, we would be taking trips all around Texas. But um, being that we can't, it's a little harder. It's harder him being gone. But if we weren't in COVID, it would be easier him being gone. But anyway, um, so, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about with um, 
George. Also, um, I know the mayor of Minneapolis had came out. Um, he seems, I don't know about anyone else, but he kind of seems genuine. Um, I saw the press conference that he gave yesterday and he kind of seemed like, you know, like he's pissed and saddened at the same time. Like he feels, you know, not really what we feel. Cause I don't think any, anybody besides a black person could really feel what exactly what we feel, but I know that he feels something and I feel like he's kind of, you know, I feel like he's genuine, um, but I know that in his press, in his press today, he had called for the officer, not S plural. He called for the officer that um, was the main um, culprit in trying to, I mean, in uh, murdering George, the one that was had his knee in his neck. He called for charges to be brought up against him, but, and I know that he thinks that he's doing good and doing the people a favor, but the last time I checked with that video, he wasn't the only one sitting on, sitting on him. He wasn't, he wasn't the only one contributing to the death of George Floyd. All four of them need to be charged with death, with murder. Um, they need to be charged. They need to be convicted. And they need to be sent to prison, period. I mean, it, it, that's, that was murder in plain sight. I don't... I, the, but then again, you know, the system, um, there's not much faith in it because... Um, I don't know if any of you know this, but the system was never designed for us. It was not designed to help us. Um, If you notice in the beginning, when I mentioned those four officers, I did not mention how they were supposed to be, you know, officers who murdered George Floyd, who were supposed, who are supposed to be officers that protect and serve us. I never say that about officers because that's that's not what they that's not their job um they were never you know to protect and serve my people and that's that's how I feel that's my opinion about it all I don't feel like they the system was not designed for us it wasn't designed to help us and yeah that's just how I feel about all of that I mean and that's okay everybody can have their own opinion about it, about it, but if you don't, I mean, you're, you're welcome to your own opinion about it, but I mean, it's just some stuff where some stuff is just like, come on, like if you're not, if you don't, if your opinion doesn't fit mine, then you're just being, you're just being openly, willingly blind to what's going on. And so, um, so yeah. Um, also, I wanted to touch on, um, oh, I wanted to touch on some more on the, um, Karen incident because I saw a video, I didn't watch it in full, but I saw a video where Christian, the black guy who she was accusing of assault, I saw where he, um, 
you know, he was, he hadn't had an interview and, um, (laughs) he just, I mean, I feel like how can you go through something like that? How can you be in, how can you come be in an an encounter with, uh, how can you, excuse me, how can you come almost close to being like Ahmaud Arbery or Brianna or George Floyd and then have any forgiveness? I'm sorry. That's just me. I, I feel like, I know they say forgiveness, forgiveness is good and everything, but I feel like we do that way too much. We do it too often. And it's like, they prey on that. They prey on us, you know, we're not going to do anything or we're going to be really forgiving. And, um, you know, because, you know, I feel like that weakens us. And at this point, like we don't three times in a month, we don't need to let up off of these people, these animals. And I'm not talking about all white people. I'm talking about the ones that I'm talking about. (laughs) If you feel hit, you probably need to check yourself because there's no reason that anyone should be offended by me calling these people animals. That's what they are because you, you're not, you're not a person. If you can treat people like that and do people like that, you know, kill someone and not, not by accident, you know, at all, they know what they're doing all the time. You're the one most, most of the time, these people are unarmed. You have a gun, you have a couple of things to defend yourself. What are you so scared about? What are you so scared for? Why are you in so much fear of your life when this person is unarmed and you have a couple of things to defend yourself with? You can, you even have things to, to, um, detain them with so that you are not so much in fear of your life. And they always choose to, they always choose to do the worst thing or result to the worst thing that they don't have to result to, which is murder. So I feel like they, they know exactly what they're doing at this point. And, um, they have to be held accountable. I don't care. Um, it is what it is. And we need to stop being so forgiving, um, of them. Oh, also I wanted to talk about how, um, I saw a few posts today on Instagram of people saying, oh, white people help us or white people say something, white people do something. Me personally, I'm tired. Okay, I'm tired of telling, asking them to do what's like. You don't think that they know that know what's right. You don't think that they know what they should be doing, that they could use their platform. And if you don't have a platform, you could at least use your voice. You don't think by now that they know that I'm tired of asking non-black people to help us to speak up, to do something. Yeah, they should. But if they don't whatever. Let's move on with what we have, which is each other. And 
which we also have to do a lot better about having each other. But I'm just tired of that, you know, narrative that, you know, we need white people. I mean, I'm not oblivious to the fact that it would help um, if they stand up too. But um, at what point do you stop asking someone to do something that they already that they know they should do and that they can do? <coughs> Excuse me, because what is stopping you? What's stopping you from just using your voice and your platform to to help us get our points across, to help us in this in this stuff with our people? Nothing's nothing is stopping you but you. So I feel like if they don't do it, um, if the if they don't do it and if they haven't done it by now, they don't want to. And I don't think that we should be sitting here begging them to do it. People who want to do it, they do. I'm not going to lie. There are, um, you know, there, the protesting today was a mixture of people. Angry with Ahmaud Arbery. Um, I was surprised to see, especially because my friend is from um, Brunswick, Georgia. And she she confirmed that that town in which Ahmad was murdered in is racist um but she also said that you know confirmed that you know black people know that black people stay on their side white people stay on their side because i guess they have an understanding of each other like it's pretty much segregated there in that town but um but so i was surprised to see that there were a, a mixture, like it was a lot of white people that went to, I don't know where they were at, City Hall or something, I don't know, but they were there together protesting um, that that those men or those animals be held accountable for um, unjustly murdering um Maud Arbery, but so I'm not gonna, you know, act like white people are not standing up using their platforms, using their voices, and standing in unity with us because they are. However, it could be a lot more than it is, a whole bunch more. And, um, um, you know, that video where Rihanna is at the award show and she's like, you know. Your friends who, um, you know, you go to lunch with, you do this with, you do that with, and they love you, they like you, um, you know, when they see something like this is going on and, you know, tell them to pull up, tell them to speak up, tell them to stand up. And um, I've said this before um, a couple years years back with... um, Another one of these um, circumstances where I'm like, if you have white friends, okay, and not just white friends, because non-black friends, because let's be honest, minorities of another race, they, they are a little racist towards us too. Pretty much everyone is racist towards us. Um, but um, so if you have friends who are of another race and 
Um, this is what I said on all my platforms, actually. But if you have friends who are of another race and we are in times like this where we're fighting for justice because one of our people have been killed and murdered unjustly and your friends don't speak up, you don't see them post anything about it, they don't say anything to you about it, they don't ask you questions or anything like that, you probably need to, you need to reevaluate, not probably, you most definitely need to reevaluate who your friends are. Because if they're not saying it to you, that's because they're saying it at home. And what they are saying at home, they can't say to you. So they rather not just say anything at all. And I had an incident with a girl who I called my friend, um, Caucasian. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, you never speak up about it. You never say anything when these things are going on. You just, you know, you just post normal things on your social media. You don't ask me anything. And, you know, I purposely didn't, don't bring it up to her because I just felt like in the back of my mind, if she hadn't already came to me or said anything to me about it, does she care or is it not bothering her? So I never asked. And I and I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt by letting her come to me. And she never did. So yeah, I had to confront her. And so yeah, that relationship is non-existent. And I honestly suggest black people do the same thing with your non-black friends and colleagues or whatever that may have you. But check them. You know, see what's going on in the back of their head. And and not for nothing. I mean, if they don't think a way about it or they don't feel like, you know, feel like anything or they don't, you know, they always want to. I don't like to get into all of that. I don't I don't like to get into stuff like that. Well, why not? Why not? I mean, it's something that's going on. It's hurting your friend. It's hurting families of the innocent people that are being um, hurt and murdered. You don't have anything at all to say about that. Like, I find that um, suspicious. And like I said, if they aren't saying it to you, it's because what they are saying, they're saying somewhere around people they are comfortable with, family, friends, colleagues, or whatever, um, whatever the case, they, they're they saying it around people who they feel comfortable saying it around. And most likely it's in disagreement with what you believe. So, you know, check your friends. You know. Um, so, yeah. I really wanted to do a... Um, about an hour, <laughs> but it seems like that's all I have for right now. Um, and oh my gosh, yeah, so I wanted to address me being super late. If you've listened to um, the episodes prior to this one, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, I, ha- I had saw that 
maybe a couple people, and by a couple, I mean like two or three, <laughs> had um, favorited my podcast. And I don't know where, maybe Spotify. I'm not sure, but um, I didn't forget. I think one of their names is Amy. So Amy, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, anyone else who's listened to the ones prior to this one, um, thank you for um, for listening. And I'm so sorry. It's been a couple weeks, couple weeks since I last recorded the introductory episode. Um, life has been happening. So, um, but you know, I feel like that's not an excuse. Like I really could do better. And I just decided tonight that out of nowhere that I'm going to record the third episode, um, for misunderstood and, um, out of nowhere. So, um, but I am most definitely going to be on top of trying to make sure I get these recorded and published on the the day and time that I initially set out to. Um, because I mean, yeah, life has happened, but you know, sometimes you have to, you have to balance. And so that's what I'm, um, working on trying to do a better job of balancing, um, um, things that I'm doing. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a wrap for this episode. Um, I'm not sure what the next one would be like. um, If you watch SVU and you know that they have episodes, what were that they called call um what do they what do SVU call those episodes that they got from the tabloids like in real life tabloids and they make um kind of like a spoof episode about it. Um, I think they call it pulled from the. I don't know, but yeah, a lot of topics will be pulled from, you know, a lot of topics will be like random, you know, something, maybe, um, maybe something I heard or saw that day and I want to throw it into the episode, include it into the episode or something, um, or something pulled from, you know, something that's going on in real life, like today with George Floyd, um, you know, you just, I don't know. I'm really creative, not to toot my own horn, but I'm being honest. You know, I I am. So I, there's no telling where um, a topic for an episode is going to come from. Um, Just like, just like what I I did tonight. But anyways, um, so yeah, this will be, um, published tonight or what time is it? I don't think I want to publish this tonight. I don't know. I shouldn't be telling you guys this. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to Misunderstood. And um, I hope you guys are still staying safe in COVID. Um, Your mask, social distancing, self-quarantining, still even though things I know things are opening back up and people are super excited super excited about the stores Ross I'm really excited about Ross has opened up but I'm gonna wait and probably go really and really I'm gonna wait probably two to three to three weeks and then when I do go it's gonna be 
soon as they open up <laughs> so that I can get in and get out. But, um, you know, even though I know people are really excited about things to open up, but still just be precautious because if we want to be honest, I don't believe that we are in the position to be opening up everything like, you know, you know, like everything is good and with no precautions like they are, but it is what it is. So, you know, just do your part and, you know, um, six feet away with your mask, wash your hands, um, sanitize your hands, stuff like that. Y'all know what to do. (laughs) So, um, yeah, just, you know, be safe out there. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in. And, you know, with everything that's going on, even though it's a sad time right now for the black community and our hearts are really heavy. And, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all love. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye.